welcome to episode 10 of the County Derry Post Political Podcast. In this episode, we speak to SCLP Councillor for Limavady, Ashton Shenning, about our community work, Limavady Play Park, and the challenging environment of the current council chamber. Why did you get into politics in the first place? I suppose in 1984, I was in primary seven, and we went on a school trip to London, and I was lucky enough to be in Mo Hume's class, and John organised a trip to Parliament buildings for us, so we were, uh, that kind of was the, the beginning of being fascinated about all that goes on at a very young age, in fairness. Then I went to um, Foy College, so I was uh, one of very few Catholics at Foy College during the 80s and early 90s, and I didn't get it easy, let's just say, and I wasn't a bit birdmouthed and stood up for myself quite a bit, and I actually founded uh, and chaired the very first cross-community group in Boyle College, which I think until the day that the doors closed and Don Craig and Road, it was still operating. It's just so funny when I seen one of the episodes of Derry Gears, whenever they got together with a, a, a boys uh, youth club, <laughs> we actually did that in our first year with Chantal Boys Youth Club. It was crazy just to, to see it see it then be dramatised. So I suppose good relations in a sense for me was, was, was my main interest and, and always has been ever since. I've been working with young people. After rearing the first two boys, I got back into working in the community and started working in a youth club again and started doing good relations work and I've been doing good relations work ever since. And so I was a member of the Bogside branch when my second wee boy was not long born, so it was about probably the year 1999, 2000, um, was a member of the Bogside branch, which of course the founding, the founding branch of the SDLP. And I was the chair of the district executive, I was vice chair of the constituency council and was just a just a, an activist for all those years. I ran out here, I moved out to Park in 2006 and I ran out here in 2010, basically as a sweeper, not for a seat. There was there was three seats and we had three good councillors in those seats, but it was just to ensure that the, the, the fourth candidate would bring in the, the three seats and it, and it worked and I was so proud of that moment, to be fair. So then I kind of went I didn't really do an awful lot for a wee while. I was working again in the community in Lamavati and with both sides of the community. So I suppose, I mean, I was doing work with bonfire builders and loads of very interesting, worth worthwhile work. So politics kind of didn't come into it for a wee while. And then the party approached me and asked me to run. And I really did think that it was just going to be more of a, an extension of what I was doing on a daily basis because I was very proactive on the community. I sat on the PCSP as an independent member. Um, I was on the Limavady Stalam, but now I'm there as an elected member, Limavady Town Team. I'm very invested in what happens in Limavady and what I can do to make it a better, safer, thriving place for the constituents. So that's really how I got to where I'm at right now, I suppose. But I it's kind of ruined the houses before I got there. I know obviously you've been in post since 2019. What's been your biggest achievement? Do you feel in your suppose? Suppose you go back to before that. What's your biggest achievement in politics in general? For me, it's not about for me achieving. I, 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 that might sound silly, but I, I don't think about me achieving. And I think that everything that I do is a big thing, no matter how small it is. Like getting Margaret's bin collected from her backyard because she can't breathe very well as a big achievement she sees that as being a huge achievement for her and, and I suppose all the smaller things that, that we would see as being small are massive to those people that you're doing the, on the ground work I think the grassroots work is any achievement that you can accomplish for somebody that needs your help is, is a big achievement and for me that's that's what matters is getting the work done on the ground I don't know I suppose if, if, if I look back that at the time of Foy College and, and setting up a cross community group and 
89 was quite a big achievement back then. Lobbying the headmaster to get achieving to get, or to get attending the uh, the peace. The, there was a peace rally. I think it might have been either 89 or 90 in the Guildhall Square and allowing the the school to attend and stuff like that. So. I think at an, at, to achieve something like that at an early age, growing up in the circumstances that we were growing up at. Like in school, I was a Fingen B, and at home I was an orange B because I went to Protestant school. So <laughs> it was quite a difficult time. So to get anything achieved, I suppose, lame. But it's not about, it's not about me. And, 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 and even if there was anything big achieved, generally it's not me achieves it on my own. That's mm-hmm. that's as part of, as a result of a teamwork, whether it's as part of the SDLP team or whether it's part of a working group. I mean, the growth deal is very exciting. What's coming to, to Causeway Coast and Glens and, and being a part of that working group, I think is fantastic and what we will achieve out of that. You know, we're still in the fairly early stages, but that that's probably future achievements. But anything that we do, we do as parts of teams. I don't think it's fair to say that I did this or I did that. But there's, there's, it's always, if it's work, it's work because there's a number of people passionate about it and, and, and involved in it. And then on the other side of that, what's been the biggest challenge you've, you've faced so far? The biggest challenge for me is being in the chamber and the number of times that I would have wanted to have, number one, get up and walk out of the chamber whenever we were in the chamber, but to just shut down the computer and, and walk away because I, I, I can't understand why well, obviously we're in the situation in Northern Ireland we're in because of it, but you know, party politics doesn't pay a role for me. It, it, it really, really genuinely doesn't. I mean, I've been, I'm referred to as being about as green as apple white. There, you know, I obviously am in the SDLP and, and, and I have my, my views and my beliefs and, and my passions, but you know, I don't understand why if someone from the perceived green side of the community brings a proposal and then it's just put down by the orange side and vice versa. Believe you me, it, it works exactly the same from both sides whenever it's only for the betterment of the entire community it, it's 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 a this doesn't seem to enter into the mind sometimes the mindset is that well if you if you want it well then obviously we don't it doesn't matter that it's going to benefit the entire community so i find that that's a huge challenge for me i find that very very difficult i just want to, to have a just just a more just a, a thriving economy and a safer environment and, and a cleaner environment and up just for everyone for everyone and and i find the green and orange very very difficult that that's a that's a huge one for me especially being involved in good relations for the length that i mean i'm nearly 15 now and you know i'm there since i was 16 either as a participant or organizing them recruiting people for good relations and and sometimes i've been in some very difficult forums but you know what that chamber is probably the most difficult that is the most difficult forum that I've been in whenever it comes to the lack of good relations. That obviously does play a major role, the the fact that there is a kind of breakdown in relationships. Do you feel it's got worse since the beginning of your term to now? I think if we did on this interview two weeks ago, the answer could have been could have been different. I think the lack of respect that there's just there's just there's a lot there's a there's a huge lack of respect and there's misogyny and it's just it just feels quite toxic at times. I'm not a bit bird mouth, but I don't feel comfortable getting into conversations with some people because I just don't think they would there would be the respect that I would I would give. So sometimes it's just easier just to to, to not not involve myself. Not I don't mean about a debate in the chamber. Like you know, if there was something that I needed to debate on in the chamber, I would have no no problem. 
there's an awful lot of conversations that go on just for the sake of having a conversation and you're there you see it i don't speak if i don't have anything to say and i think that if other people could take a leaf out of that book we wouldn't be in meetings for five hours but you know there's often conversations go on for no particular reason other than for yourself to hear it and for it to go in a paper and as i've already said that's not my rhetoric i don't mind if i'm in the paper or not that's i'm on the ground doing my work with my constituents and i would be doing it whether i was an elected rep or not anyway so the paper doesn't that doesn't mean that much that of course it's important and i suppose maybe in, in two years time that'll be very important but i'm not rushing out of the chamber to get a press release ready for anything in particular and often there's press releases go out whenever i've been maybe the proposer of something that, that there's no mention of it so i'm not running after the media to do anything for me they certainly haven't done anything for me in the past so it's, it's not that important to me one of the things we noticed over the last couple of weeks is you have the cohort of people actually physically in the chamber at the minute and the rest are kind of joining virtually and do you feel that creates an even more toxic atmosphere yep and to be fair Liam I was going over the odd time um, at the beginning whenever we went back in in September I was attending and the reason why I was attending is because I had attended a PCSP meeting and I could see that there's more there's more clout if you like if that's the right word to use when you're in the chamber they're definitely or there's the perception anyway whether it's true or not i don't know but i certainly had that 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 feeling but you know what we've been asked everybody's been asked to only travel if it's essential and it's not essential whenever you have some meetings and i do believe that we could continue like this but i think that there needs to be parity and equality and i think that you know if we're going to attend that we maybe should i I don't know i think a suggestion of mine would be that we have our committee meetings and working groups all online and that we come together for a full council and then you know that there would be some some parity then you know but that's a motion that will have to be brought to council and if the people who are attending the chamber don't want it well then it obviously won't happen because that's just how it is one of the things that you obviously your role you're in the community through the work you do in the community groups has that been tough to balance that with your role as a councillor or has it complemented your role as a councillor whenever i whenever i was asked to stand i and I, I made a joke about this i didn't even come home and ask aj if it would be okay i went first and foremost to my manager joanne and asked her and obviously that had to be a board decision because we are a shared space we are so it was very important before i would make a decision that i i needed to know how how work would feel about that so it's just it's 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 kind of there's there's quite a lot of overlap you know that, that i'm i'm attending meeting stays and i have to go which cat which where how am i here today you know but generally daytime meetings are lcdi meetings i'm there because of lcdi there are a few that i would attend in the evening time with it for lcdi um but i suppose if i go to COVID, being being part of lcdi during COVID, had i not had i not worked in lcdi as a counselor i would have gone to lcdi and done what i was doing and my day job if you know what i mean you know we had up and over 400 parcels going out every week to the community right from from the benedict to mcgilligan and everywhere in between you know so there was a huge amount of work going on there and that was that was just a huge overlap that, that i would have been doing that in, in either role you know it, it wouldn't have mattered but i was lucky enough that i was there to do it in both roles but it was happening during the day so it was an lcda role that, that's the only way that i can distinguish it if it happens during the day if i get a phone call for example I, I always answer my phone because mm-hmm. it, it's not a work phone and I refuse to take a work phone because I'm not answering two phones. But if I take a phone call during the day and say it's we Margaret needing the bun sorted out or whatever it is, 
well then I just simply start my conversation with listen I'm really sorry I'm at work I phone you back after five and, and that's that's why I have to do my do my do my council work it makes it very difficult when you're trying to work with statutory bodies for people as well but it is what it is I have a lunch hour I can phone people during lunch and there's a lot of juggling and I would even have the odd board member would bring something up about you know councillor and I go ah 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 not that not all that so it's, it's become second nature now so you know at the end of the day I hopefully always have my job I may not always be a councillor so I have to be very careful well this was talking over at Lima Valley I mean, a couple of maybe a month ago now there were different signs of yeah. tension in the town like the, the attack on the church and certain groups handing out leaflets how is the feeling in the town and I suppose in light of the recent events in Derry and Belfast is there a, a tension? Lima Valley is a funny wee town as well I'm sure you know people live quite happily among one another in Lima Valley and, 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 and a good example of it is if I was canvassing in Derry for example many years ago I would have known what areas there was no point in going into canvassing that, you know that's just how it was you would have known but in Lamavada, you've got to knock every door because everybody lives in all the areas. They're all mixed areas. There's very few areas where, you know, people, there's perceptions that the hospital lane is a PUL community. I was delivering a program down in there and I found it easier to recruit from the CNR community than the PUL community. And that, because there's, there's just this perception that it's all, it's all PUL, but it definitely isn't. In relation to how people are feeling, it's no secret at PCSP, I have on two occasions now brought issues about people feeling unsafe and in particular older people. Drug dealing is a, it's, it's, it's just almost like a, a given and it's, and it's fine and it, and it happens and I'm sure that's okay. But for older people, they see these things going on around street corners. They're afraid to open their doors. They're afraid to look out through their curtains past a certain time of night. And there's, there's just, there's just a, just, there's just a, like an overhanging gloom or dread, if you like in relation to safety within their community. So I brought that to PCSP now a couple of times, but unfortunately didn't get anywhere with it. Um, hopefully maybe in the future it might change, but that's again, probably down to party politics, but I can't say that for definite. That's just how it goes. But the last time that it came, we had gone into lockdown. So it was an, it was an, it was easy to have it declined because nobody should be out in the street. Doesn't mean they won't be out in the street, but nobody should be out in the streets gathering anyway. So there is there is that underlying feeling anyway, and that has come to the town team now on a number of occasions. I don't know if you, are you aware of the Limavady town team, what it is and what it does. No, not actually. You know, tell us a bit about it. Limavady town team is made up of community workers, residents, church um, reps, political reps. So it's kind of a a, a, a cohort of anybody it's open to anybody to attend but it seems to be the same people that attend business as well and council reps council staff reps would sit on it as well and the meets on the uh, I think it was the second Wednesday that the meetings have become a wee bit kind of topsy-turvy now since lockdown but the second Wednesday of every month at, at um, six o'clock and LCDA and it's just issues that the, the that the town is facing or it could be good things like for example the the, the lantern parade went through the Lamavadi town team um Lamavadi town team arranges for the, the the judging of the shop fronts at christmas and you know those, those there's there's lovely things art competitions lovely things as well but whenever there's issues as well we can would invite along maybe a pcsp officer maybe to hear what's going on and how people are feeling and if there's anything that we can do about that so that that's the Lamavadi town team I've been on that since its inception, you know, that actually came out of the time, you know, whenever the the streets were getting painted, the roundabout and the 
flags this year and there was a bit of a kind of head-on collision between um on the Irish Green Street for a, a, a number of nights so that kind of that was kind of born out of that at that time but there's so many good things that have come out of it as well the work that goes up went on with the bonfire builders came out of the town team as well and and, and and it's just it's just a great umbrella to bring any issues or any celebrations that it means that it's not it's not one organization or the other it's an organization that kind of umbrellas over everything mm-hmm. all, all, all things in um Lamavari. so that's what the town team is i think we're we're kind of very proud of the town team because it's there if you need it you have to attend it, but if you want to come along, if there's anything that you you're niggling at your or you know your community, then you can come along, bring the issue, and we can work towards seeing what we can do about it. The leaflet dropping has has something that has come recently to to, to the town team. Um, we'll probably be trying to work with the PSNI and the community groups and trying to instill some feeling of 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 safety and uh, within the communities in relation to that as well. Another thing you have been prominent in is the, the kind of men's shed and the, the hen's shed initiatives throughout the area. Yeah. How important is that, yeah. and particularly given the last year we've had? Listen, see, in relation to mental health and, and reducing isolation and, and, and the feeling of isolation, even if, even people who are living right in the town centre still have the feeling of isolation, they don't need to be rurally isolated. The messages that you get through from people that, that have it, you know, it's it's only once a week, Ken Shed's only once a week in LCDI, and getting some of them girls hooked up to Zoom was not an easy process, <laughs> but thankfully we, 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 we've recently secured funding for um, iPad, not iPads, we great they're all getting iPads, but for tablets, that means that we're going to be able to even make it easier for people should they not be able to come in. And there's a lot of people that are going to have a bit of fear coming in and, 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 and engaging again. So we're going to try, and I'm not a very, I'm not a no technical wizard like, but we've, we've got another piece of apparatus that's going to allow us to maybe do blended um, classes where we can have some people at home and we can have some people in-house. We are allowed to have up to 15 people under the one roof and as are all community organisations. I think people aren't really aware of that but they will be now because I'm starting back on Monday night. And so we're bringing them in on Monday night. Um, there's yarn bombing is going to be happening in the town in, over the next number of weeks. So the girls have all been working very hard on various different pieces of crocheting and knitting to yarn bomb the town now in a couple of weeks time and that's through Stendhal with the great big thank you. They've also been doing Pilates and glass painting and loads of different things that have just been going on to try and keep keep them ticking over and they've been getting out activity packs and we're just trying to keep 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 people's mental health, keep them engaged. We're also doing the reading rooms with the housing executive and that had stopped but that's just started up again. Again they've got tablets to reconnect with that so there'll be 10 people engaging in that and that's a good relations program so quite eager to get that off the ground again. Another another wee project that I would be involved in is called REACH and that's the Rogue Valley Equal Ability Community Hub and that is our adults with learning disabilities and that is if you ever wanted to brighten up your Friday night that is the way to do it I, because see when we come off that meeting we, we now connect them all with Zoom but hopefully we're going to get them we're going to take them for a walk the first couple of times first few Friday nights just to, to get them back into the way of working like but you just come off that two hours of smiling, your job is sore, the crack is mighty. You know, they watched a film there one night and it was a funny film, but there was a wee sad bit on it. They were all the tears crying and you're like, oh, you just want to give them a hug. So that's a lovely one. Uh, that's a lovely one as well. And the, the reason why that came about, Liam, is because we in LCDI have an awful lot of adults with disabilities 
through Bambrata, the Willow Group, the Garden Centre, const, just constantly. And we did a wee bit of a, an audit on what we could do for them more um, and asked them what they did at the weekend. And for everyone, it was a tag along, whatever their parents were doing, that was their weekend. You know, there might have been the odd thing on during the night, a wee group that they could go to, but there was never anything on at the weekend. So we thought we'll do Friday nights. So we got Friday nights sorted, we got a bit of funding. We've been running it now on a we don't really have much funding nothing really so we're um again applying we've got a bit of money for them to do a bit of lobbying so you're going to hear a lot more from them and lobbying for what things that they should have things that should be there for them just like any other youth group they should have they should have funding come forward to support them we took them to we got them to dublin the week before lockdown last year and it was just just amazing just amazing so so easily pleased and it was just, just amazing. So one final council question. Some councillors in the chamber have criticised the SDFP over the last few weeks for bringing these notices of motion that they Correct said are, are not relevant to council business. How important is it to uh-huh. keep bringing them? Well, funnily enough, me and Ori brought one the next week and it just flew through. There was no issue with that at all, Lane. So <laughs> what, that again, party politics, personal issues, I don't know, but it was a disgrace. It was a disgrace that a child poverty motion was just, oh, we agree with the sentiment, right? Okay, so what's the problem with writing a letter? But, you know, what, what? where's the issue? Because we have motions come all the time from other parties, and, and, and probably our party in the past as well, where it was about writing letters to ministers, this, that, and the other, and there was no issue. So when when all of a sudden did it become that it, it, it was nothing to do with council? Of course, child poverty is to do with council. Well, then why would we bother having, trying to encourage people to come and invest in our area, to create jobs, to create wealth, to, they speed up the economy, they allow people to have finances for their family so they can feed their family. I, I just, I couldn't, I, I was just shocked, absolutely shocked that night. It was just, just so really quite nasty as well, which I'm sure you were there and I'm sure you heard it. It was just very nasty, very, very nasty and there's no need for it at all. But we are four strong women and we stand up and we, we keep on going and we brought in all our motion the next week and it flew through. And then as a final question, is there anything you want to see completed in the remainder of the term? Limavady, well, Limavady-wise, I do like to look at us as being a Causeway Coast and Glens, one area, I have to say, and, and, and it's very difficult not to be parochial, and, and you do have to look after your own area. So I will, I will talk, I can't not talk about the play park, I can't not talk about the play park. I was part of the, before being a councillor, I would have been part of the consultation, and I would have been part of promoting the consultation through the volunteer centre and out to the voluntary organisations to get get as many people their opinions and everybody it mattered I'm so glad that it's going where it's going because that's where I wanted it to go. We're that we're there, we're 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 breaking swords and, and we're getting there. So it'd be fantastic to see the completion of the play park. It's so so needed. And again with my connection with with the, the with disability um some of some of the guys that, that come to our club would have been youngsters whenever this all began four or five years ago. You know, so but but even at that they will still be able to make use of it and it's fantastic. And I think it's great where it's going because there's so much growth that can come from it, you know. There can be walkways, there can be something for older people and make it accessible around the around the pitches and even to develop a walkway up into under the into um the Roe Valley Country Park along the river. You know, there's there's so much scope with it and, and would hope to see that, that could grow as well. A particular passion of mine is Stendhal. I've been a, a, a visitor to Stendhal and always been passionate about it. Um, volunteered at it every year. So we don't really have a signature event as such. And with us being a, 
I mean, we're, we're, we're very dependent on our events in Causeway Coast and Glens. It would be great to see Stanville become the signature event um, in the Lamavati area. And great to see. And I know that there was last year when it didn't happen, and, and we don't know what's going to happen this year, but last year there was a commitment from Council to make it a, the signature event. So hopefully that would be something else that I would really love to see. We're a, de- we're a destination council area you know we, we unfortunately don't have much income coming in from like manufacturing businesses and stuff like that so we need to promote our events as much as possible so yeah that would be a big one for me as well thanks for listening to the podcast if you enjoyed it give it a share on social media or subscribe via your podcast player of choice if you have any questions for future guests get in touch via email on editor at dairypost.com or contact us via our social media channels.